On this week's episode, we say goodbye to another Disney legend. You may not know his name, but you've definitely sung his songs. Mickey's Halloween party is almost here, and it's time for our annual tips and tricks for a ghoulishly good time. Find out what you should bring, where to go first, and what's not to be missed. You better hurry, though, because it's almost sold out, and we'll be saying, Told you so! Star Wars Episode Nine has another new director and another new release date. It's kind of like deja vu! Also, Jedi challenges, Disney princesses on the big screen, Thor and more on this shadowless episode of the Mousepire Podcast. Hi, I'm Anthony. I'm Shadow. I'm Diggs. And welcome to Mousepire, your source for Star Wars, Disney, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice leaves. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Hardy Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look hey what's up people we are back and we are trying to be better than ever it's just me and you so i don't know how far we can get with that yes but uh unfortunately we have to start off with some sad news to report yes that's right acclaimed disney legend ex atencio has passed away at the age of 98 he worked at for disney from 1938 to 1984 with only a break to fight in world war ii in between. Oh, I didn't even know that. He was inducted as a Disney legend in 1996. Those of you who are big on Disney definitely know that he had a huge, huge hand in Pirates of the Caribbean, in the design of Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Haunted Mansion, right down to the fact that he wrote, co-wrote, Grim Grinning Goats. Cool. And also he wrote... Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. But he didn't sing it like that. No, he did not. <laughs> I don't know if he even sang it all. I'm not sure. As far as we know. But uh, a lot of people don't know that he also had a hand in a lot of other things. He worked on Pinocchio and Fantasia before, as I say, going off to war. And then he also had a huge hand in a lot of Disney productions that had music involved, including 1953's Toot Whistle, Plunk and Boom, which is a favorite of mine. 1962's A Symposium on Popular Songs. He worked on the I'm No Fool, No Siree series of informational shorts for the original Mickey Mouse Club TV series. He also produced stop motion sequences for 1961's Parent Trap and Babes in Toyland and also Mary Poppins. As far as uh, getting back to Pirates of the Caribbean, he actually wrote the script for the ride. Oh, cool. Yes. Very interesting. And then he had a lot to do with the design and aesthetics of the Haunted Mansion. 
All right, on the Disney Parks blog, it says that at the request of Walt Disney X transfer to WED Enterprises later, which became Walt Disney Imagineering, in 1965 to work on the Primeval World uh, Diorama for Disneyland. At first, X was unsure of the move to WED. I went over there reluctantly because I didn't know what I was getting into, and nobody there knew what I was supposed to do either. Also over at Walt Disney World, he contributed to Space Mountain, Spaceship Earth, Epcot's Mexico Pavilion, and more. Cool. So he was quite the uh, quite a part of Disney for, like I said, from 1938 to 1984. Definitely a huge legacy left behind with Disney and everything else. He has passed, and also the earlier this year, the passing of. Marty Sklar, that now only leaves Bob Gurr and Alice Davis as the only Imagineers to have worked directly with Walt. Well, you know, it's always sad to lose, you know, someone, even if you don't know them and, you know, you're in the Disney, you know, big Disney fan. But 98, you can say, hey, you know what? He had a long life and it's cool that he made it that long in age 98 is really awesome actually you know what my uh great grandmother she passed away in 97 i believe so we were like well you know she made it that long so hey 98's a good uh good life right there it's pretty cool of course everyone would love to try to make it to 100 that's a lot of people's goals but then again a lot of times when you're really you know when you're that old you're just like you're done. You know, I know a lot of people is just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm this old already. I'm ready. A lot of people say they're ready. I know my grandma was. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, just like that. You know, your grandma said she was ready. So, maybe he was the same way. He was ready. He lived his life. But you know what? I just want to say 98. That's awesome. You know, it's a long time to live. And I'm just glad he made it that long. It's pretty cool. All right. So, this past Friday and Saturday, I was in the parks. Friday, I went to just go hang out, basically, and look around to see what was going on. And I uh, actually got my um, popcorn bucket. Got it on Friday, the annual pass holder popcorn bucket that features the villains. So I was happy to get that because, you know, it came out you know, on the 1st. And Disney actually, what was it? Was it that Friday or Thursday? I don't know. when They actually um, officially announced it for pass holders, the Disneyland AP actually officially announced the popcorn bucket for pass holders. And we're like, well, it's been not since the first. But we all know that usually those popcorn buckets, uh, they don't last long. They'll sell out quick. So I was happy that I got mine on Friday. It was on Friday, yeah, when I told you because it was because I had uh, copied you uh, Jeff's comment. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, well, I'll get to that in a, little, in a minute. <laughs> So, yeah, I was, uh, like I said, they officially announced it, but I planned on going to the parks on the Friday to get my bucket. That was the main thing to, that I was going to do. And I noticed when I was uh, in line that they had a payment terminal there at the popcorn cart right there on Town Square. And I was like, oh, this is new. And I was wondering, at first I thought it was just, brand new payment terminal so you can use your basically your credit card so instead of handing your credit card to, the, to them 
you just slide it right there and pay for it. And I thought it was just for outdoor vending. That's what I thought was going on. And I posted, if you guys saw uh, the social medias, I posted new uh, terminals uh, in out the for the outdoor vending carts, and that's what I thought it was because it made sense. Hey, let's put these out here now. Yeah, because when you showed me the picture of that, when you sent me the picture, uh, the I, two things came to my mind. First of all, oh, another way to make employees more lazy and one <laughs> less for them to do. Uh, second thing I've thought of was, well, that explains the conduit going to the hot dog or to the corn dog cart. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. But I looked at the popcorn cart, like I said, and then I went over to the churro. Just you know, investigating to see what's going on. Okay, on the opposite side, right? Yes, on the other side, and they had it. So that's where I thought, hey, this is just for outdoor vending, you know, stuff like that. But no, it's not outdoor vending. It's all brand new, and it's all it will be resort wide. So when you go into the Emporium and you buy something, it's going to be right there on the counter. The only thing I can think of is is uh, is it uh, does it take the chip? Okay, good question. Because that's the only reason I can think of to do that. Okay, as of Friday, or actually as of Saturday, because I went to the park on Saturday too, but as of Saturday, it was just credit card. And I think they're slowly going to incorporate the chip and debit cards. Because, I mean, why would you have a thing there with numbers and put a number pad, you know? So I think they will be... Uh, right, because you don't need numbers for a credit card. Right. So I think slowly the the chip will come into, and then, you, then you'll be able to use debit cards, which is really cool. And that just means I don't have to go to the bank anymore. So that's all good with that. But, yeah, I went around the parks to look, and, like, the vending, the churro cart over in Fantasyland by the Red Rose Tavern, they didn't have it yet. So not all the popcorn carts and churros and all that have it, but they're slowly getting them. They might have them now. From what I heard, Tomorrowland was going to be the very last to get theirs. And I looked over there, and at TLT, no, they didn't have them. No, the carts had them. Inside, um, Star Trader didn't have them, so they were right about that. I didn't check uh, California Adventure, but I'm assuming they'll be getting theirs too if they don't already, already have them. So what about the corn dog cart? I'm glad you asked because I went over there because the corn dog cart did open on that Friday. And, yes, they have them right there. They they have it at the terminal outside. They do have it so you can slide your cart there too. So, so are we assuming that that's what the uh, closure was for, was to run the conduit for specifically for that? I think it's just, uh, just running the conduit for power under there anyway. So, I mean, I'm sure if they knew they were going to be putting that, that's part of it too. So, yeah, um, the only other, the only carts that don't have them are like the souvenir carts. They don't have them, or the hot dog and the nacho carts. They don't have them. Or pen. You're right. I no 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 no. I didn't I didn't check the one over there in Fantasyland like, or the one by. But the one on Main Street, the, the one by the Kodak. Yes, they had it. Oh, that one had it. Yes, because I because wow. I looked you know, everywhere. I, I was looking all over the place. So yeah, they had it. So I'm pretty pretty sure the one. And Frontierland is going to have that one, too. So, like I said, if they don't have them now, they'll be getting them slowly. And uh, when I get to the park next, I will be checking California Adventure. But, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't have them because I'm sure they're going to be getting those, too. So, we all know Jeff um, Disney at Disney 366. And uh, when <laughs> Disney announced that the annual Passover popcorn bucket was available, 
He went to Twitter and asked them if... He asked if flavored or caramel popcorn could go in it. Yeah, and we're just like... How long you been around? (laughs) We all know that the popcorn bucket, the refills are only for the regular popcorn, and that's it. But he asked if you can get the flavored popcorn, and I was just like... After he shows me, I'm like, what? Like, how long have you been a pass holder? You know this. You should know the rules. This is is not the first time that this uh, annual pass holder popcorn bucket has been around, so... I just thought that was funny when Anthony showed me that, and I did comment on his uh, Twitter saying how long it, I forgot what I said, but basically you should know this. You go there every day. Did he respond back? Uh, no, he just liked it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a quick little funny story about Jeff. He, If I see him and I ask him about that, he's probably going to say, well, I was just asking so other people would know. I'm sure he'll say something like that. I'm not saying he said that, but I'm sure he will say something like that. I'd be like, what are you, Disneyland today? <laughs> so, yeah, when I was there on Friday, like I said, I got the bucket, and we're just cruising around, and uh, Michael the mail guy was there. He took a unscheduled trip to the resort. He wanted to go around and check things out. He was there with Wifey and Ariel, and we ended, we ended up meeting over at Plaza Inn, and we're just chilling there, and uh, he was eating um, oranges. Cause he can't have food right now because he's like sick and he has to watch what he eats so yeah he was like eating some oranges and i think he was eating a little bit of ariel's mashed food or something i don't know he's got the scabies <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he was there and uh we're just chilling there and uh dan the man showed up dan the man came with his brother so that was cool we're chilling there and we also got to meet commander cody Commander Cody was in the park for the weekend. I, I messaged him, say, hey, we're in the parks, and uh, tell him where we were at. And he came on over, hung out with us for a little bit, and uh, you guys probably seen the picture of us. So that was pretty cool to uh, finally meet Commander Cody, and hopefully we will see him more in the parks. He actually doesn't live close. so Oh, do you, and you probably didn't have any buttons left over no, to give him No, because I was thinking that one before I left, because I knew he was going to be there, but, yeah, I didn't have any buttons, but... You know what? It it will get him. So we owe him a button. Yeah, we'll get him one. Commander Cody, you'll get one soon. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it was nice meeting you. I'm glad you uh, came and hung out with us for a little bit. But yeah, like I say, I think he said he lives in Vegas. So yeah, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't get to the parks as often as we do. But hopefully, the next time he gets to the parks, we'll uh, be there and uh, we'll get you that button. But yeah, it was pretty cool just hanging out on Friday with. uh, Michael the mail guy and just chilling and just talking and watching him eat his little mashed food or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dirty. Dirty. But yeah, after uh, we uh, saw Michael and then uh, uh, Shadow and I went to the parks on Saturday. And you know what? It was um, Friday and Saturday parking over at Toy Story. Buzz, Jesse, wasn't even full. You know, we're getting there what, like four or five. And that parking lot is not even... Not even open. They're making us go on uh, Woody. So, yeah, it was just crazy. But, I mean, it kind of looked like it was kind of crowded and busy in the parks. But, like I said, there was really not that uh, much people parking over there. So, I didn't think it was that busy. So, anyway, we, like we said, went on Saturday, just cruised around, just talked with friends. Really didn't do much. I was just basically still going around looking at terminals and things like that. So, yeah pretty cool but uh hopefully well i'm not hopefully definitely we'll be there on 
Friday for the kickoff of Halloween time. A lot of things are going on, but we'll get to that later. All right, so we've been talking about Coco, you know, the new movie coming out from um, Disney Pixar. It's going to be pretty cool. I, I'm actually, like, I've been saying how excited I am about this. And we've been talking about how they're going to be incorporating that over at Paradise Gardens. So they actually went and uh, put up some more information about that. It's a Plaza de Familia. Yay. Celebration of Disney Pixar's Coco. And yeah, like I said, over at the Paradise Gardens area, we'll be celebrating this. And I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to um, see this. I think Anthony excited too. Not as excited as I am for Viva Navidad. Yes, yes. But hey, this is a close But it's something different. It's a nice, huge expansion of their usual Dia de las Muertes celebration that usually they only have just in that little section over there in Frontierland. Yeah. So it's going to be nice because, uh, you know, over there in Paradise Gardens, it's already set up and they are already used to doing themes over there What with, uh, you know, they do uh, Chinese New Year and Viva Navidad and then they'll change out and they'll have different um, foods there at Paradise uh, Garden Grill and then they'll always have their little cart set up where they have stuff. So I... I'm assuming it's going to be no different if they're going to have uh, elotes. <laughs> we haven't got any announcements about food or anything yet, just that there will be themed food. You know what? Yeah, and I, I haven't seen anything about the food, but it's probably going to be, like you said, the elote and stuff like that. Hopefully, you know, hopefully something like that. Or maybe something new. It says here that a highlight of the Plaza de la Familia is a musical celebration of Coco featuring an entertainment group of storytellers and original songs from Coco in a performance of dance and music. Our singing host, Mateo, is joined by an ensemble of flacorico dancers and the Grammy-winning mariachi divas. They are actually awesome, and I love to watch them when they're there. Anytime they're performing, I always just stop and watch. They're pretty cool. It continues to say, bringing to vibrant life three of the film's enchanted songs. So that's going to be pretty cool. You're going to get some live performances and get to hear the music from Coco. That's pretty tight. Now, from what I gather, there's going to be a couple different places over there. They're going to be doing the entertainment. It sounds like there's going to, some of it's going to be there on the little uh, gazebo dais where the bands usually are. Yeah, the bandstand. Right, the bandstand. But it sounds like they're also going to be doing stuff over on the right hand side in the uh, where the usual the photo the photo taking gazebo is, and then to right. the right of that, right. So you can expect that whole area over there is basically going to be taken over. Yes. So this is limited time. It's uh, like I said, it will start on Friday, September fifteenth, and that's awesome because I'm going to be there to check that out, and I will go through uh, November second. And don't forget, this is at. DCA, and over there once again at the Paradise Gardens area, which is, you know, the grill and everything back there. So you guys should know where that area is because, you know, that used to be an area that no one knew about because there was nothing happening there, and now they have tons of things going on there all year long. So you guys should know where that area is. And then just a reminder that that will lead directly into the – Sneak peek of Coco that will be taking place at the Bugs Life Theater. 
The sneak peek of the sneak peek. The sneak peek of the sneak peek. When does that start? I'm that not sure. That starts before uh, before the whole festival thing ends, I believe, sometime in. Yes, because I did see earlier that the Bugs Life Theater was going to be closed. So sometime. It's at- either going to start before that, the second, or I think it might start right at the right about that same time yeah like that ends on the second and i think that starts on the fifth or something like that it might it might well does that, does that sound right to you yeah it does well you know we'll post it right you know if we don't have the date here right now we will post it so. yeah i mean we've talked about it before so if you guys were interested well you should have written it down <laughs> <laughs> speaking about halloween sold out all of it bye all the party dates are sold out so just don't ask anymore <laughs> Dirty. No, there's like what two left now, or there's something? four left. Four left. There well, is four party dates left. So Halloween itself has finally sold out, which is uh, surprising that it took this long. Probably only because it's a Tuesday. Yeah, the last few years have actually sold out really, really fast. But that's because we established that the last few years, uh, well, Halloween was on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Halloween last year sold out on um, September 10th, I believe. Oh, so okay. So we're not uh, that far off. Yeah, then. we're not that far off. Okay, I was thinking that it had sold out before that, but well, okay. I, just, I just went back on Instagram and looked at my post and when I actually posted it, and I think it was the tenth or eleventh or something. No, it wasn't the eleventh. It was the tenth, I believe, something like that. So, yeah, I guess we're on schedule for that. But yeah, you know what? There's only four days left left as of today, Tuesday, and that's September twentieth, October third, October seventeenth, and October twenty fourth. So, those are the only days you have left. Hurry up, grab your tickets if you are planning to go. So if you guys want to go to the very first one, you still have a chance. That yeah. one is not sold out. That is the 20th. Well, we're going on the 27th, and we were waiting uh, for a friend of ours to actually get our money so he can buy our tickets. And no, he, we couldn't get a hold of him, or he just lagged it. So you know what? We went to another friend. Can you get us tickets? Because cast members get them for cheaper can you get us tickets? Sure. And boom, they're done. I got the tickets, so I'm not worried about it. Because, you know, the date did sell out, but it wasn't sold out for cast members yet. Is it now or is it still available? I It might still be available because from what I'm hearing, there was only one date sold out for cast members. That's weird. And I'm sure that's Friday the 13th. Eh, crazy. So anyway, if you're a cast member, go grab a ticket. Hurry up. Everybody else, that's only the days you have left, and you need to hurry up and get your tickets. Now, a couple weeks ago... People were asking me for tips about the Halloween party, and we haven't got there yet to give tips. So do we want to do the tips now, or do we want to wait until, well, I probably should do them now, huh? Do some tips now. The first party is next Wednesday. Yeah, we should probably do tips now, because this is the last podcast before the first date starts. So yeah, yeah, uh, might yeah. as well. I mean, uh, my tip is just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with... Um, Let's just say I've never been to a party. This is my first time going. What do I need to know? Well, number one off, if you plan on dressing up or anything, you guys need to make sure that you guys read up fully on the costume guidelines and uh, what's allowed, what's not allowed, especially if you plan on wearing a cape. (laughs) So that's the first thing I would say is that if you plan on wearing a costume, definitely make sure that you are fully aware of the costume guidelines and if you have any questions i don't know you can call disney and maybe they'll give you an answer otherwise you could just uh add maybe ask somebody else who has actually gone and worn something similar to what you're wearing so let me just say real quick if you guys do 
have your tickets already and you printed it out, it's on that paper, you know, regular paper, it will say on the bottom the guidelines for costumes. All right. So if you guys just go over that or you can go over to the Disneyland website and go to events, scroll down to Mickey's Halloween party, scroll down, it'll say costume guidelines. You can get the guidelines there. So yeah, make sure you read all that before you go or before you even have your costume. If you have absolutely any question at all about whether something is allowed or not, and you can't get a definitive answer on whether it is, don't do it. Exactly. Because you don't want to risk getting there, specifically if it's something that's like a main part of your costume or something like that that you just can't take off and take back to the car, then just don't do it. Just don't do it. Now, if it's something you have a, and you're not sure about and it's an accessory or something like that, I mean, if you want to take the chance and go in there, but then you, you, if you if it's not allowed, you'll either have to throw it away or you have to turn around and go back to the car. Because, I, I mean, you know, um, we've talked uh, over and over about security and our feelings about security. Well, I mean, you just need to err on the side of caution when it comes to security because... Security obviously has habits of making up rules as they go, and if they see you and they decide that what you're what you have doesn't suit that particular security guard or something, well, then they just won't let you in, and then they might threaten to call PD to come over because you're being belligerent and you haven't even had a drink. Exactly. But also remember that you cannot take any type of guns in there and any pistol-looking things, you know, even though it's a prop. Or pistolas. Yes, you can't take that. But, yeah, and then security, they don't even know the guidelines, so maybe have the guidelines with you when you go through there if your costume is a little extravagant or something. Right. So that's costume guidelines, so, yeah, make sure you know that. All right, Uh, one of the biggest tips we can give you is bring a backpack. Disney will give you a bag for candy, but it's small. So if you are planning to get tons and tons of candy, bring a backpack. Or Anthony likes the, what do you call it, a cinch backpack? Yes, it is one of the only times, well, not one of the only times, the only time that I will advocate for bringing a cinch sack because then you can use your cinch sack to put your candy in. It's easy enough to just carry that around, open it up, get your candy tossed in there, and then sent you back up and keep going your, about your business. We're talking it, about those backpacks that are, uh, you know, you have the little rope on there and you can. Yeah, a little string. And they're yeah. basically they're, the only thing they're good for is cutting off circulation in your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so. So definitely bring a backpack. And then you can't guarantee that uh, if there's going to be an AP trick or treat spot, you can't always, because was there since that last year? I mean, so far the last few years, they've had cinch sacks at yeah. the AP thing, at the AP trick-or-treat thing at uh, the at the Opera House. You can't guarantee that because the APs, hopefully, if they haven't, if they don't continue to cut AP benefits, will have their trick-or-treat station there at the Opera House. They may or may not give you a cinch sack or a tote bag of some sort. Either way, if you don't, it's best that if you already have a tote bag from the past, whether it's the 60th tote bag, whether it's the Jungle Book tote bag, cinch sack, or a cinch sack, or the uh, 60th cinch sack, or any of the many cinch sacks that they've tried giving us. Uh, if you have any of those, I su- would definitely suggest you bring it and use that. 
because there will be lots of candy, especially if you are there early enough to get to Toontown and especially if it doesn't rain. So, like I said, definitely if you want to get there, make sure you get there early enough to get to Toontown. So, because you're going to have, what, three or four separate trick-or-treat stations there. You got one at Goofy's house, Goofy's slash Donald's house. You got one at Mickey's slash Minnie's house. And then you got one over in front of, at least last year, they had one that was over in front of Roger Rabbit. And that was yeah. it, just those three then, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, because they did have one once before that was over by the city hall behind the gazebo. I remember a couple oh. years ago there was one over there. I think that might have been instead of the one by Roger Rabbit, though, but I don't remember. You have to make sure that you're there before... Well, it depends on what time your party starts. Right, if your party yeah. starts at se- 6? Yeah, there's 6 and 7. There's 6 and 7 o'clock starting times for your parties. If you, if you go to a 6 o'clock one, then you have to make sure that you have until 7.30 or Maybe. 7. 7 or... Let's put it this way. When you go to your Halloween party, if you're there either on time or before or whatever, Toontown first thing. I believe they open Toontown early. Right. An hour early. I believe, yes, they open Toontown an hour before. So if your party starts at 6, you can get into Toontown and trick-or-treat at 5. Same thing. If your party starts at 7, you can get into Toontown at 6. So that the, that's our next tip is that make sure... You guys go straight to Toontown because if you don't get to Toontown, you lose on a big chunk of candy. <laughs> uh, two years ago, we got distracted by not only the Force Awakens trailer being released the same oh, right. day that we were there, right. but uh, I believe we were also waiting for some people or we were waiting for somebody to do something, and we got stuck over in Tomorrowland, and then we didn't get over to Toontown, and then it rained. And so we really got screwed out of candy that year because we missed out on Toontown and then rain. So make sure you get over to Toontown first thing. Don't get distracted. All right. So real quick, I in case you guys are not sure why we're telling you to get to Toontown and why they're going to close, fireworks. The Halloween Scream fireworks show. So that's just like every other show. They close Toontown. So that's why we're telling you get to Toontown first. Get your candy before they close it for the fireworks show. That's the reason why. Exactly. So make sure you guys get over there and do that because you will have those are three pretty, at least two of those are pretty major trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, paths, especially the one inside of Mickey and Minnie's house. You get quite a bit of candy out of those. Yeah. So make sure you get those and then you can feel free to do everything else on your own. All right. So the next tip is also if you guys are planning to take pictures with the villains or any other character good luck yeah good luck with that it's going to be a very very long line but if you guys are planning to do that i would actually if you any if you guys are taking advantage of being in the parks three hours before the party starts because your ticket allows you to go into the parks three hours before then i would hang around main street if, as soon as your party starts you know so if you're a six o'clock party be there about you know five forty and just chill around there because as soon as 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock hits, your party starts and you can get in line. So get in there first, take your pictures with the villains, and then head over to Toontown. <laughs> so, yeah, any other picture spots, it's going to be crowded. So if you're 
into doing that, then, you know, you're just going to be in line all night. So, I mean, that's what you guys want to do. That's, that's fine. But try to get at least to the village one early since you're already there on Main Street. Then head over to Toontown and then check your party map to see what other locations there is for characters. And you can plan your schedule that way, too. I actually have the schedule for the entertainment that I will be posting. Uh, I'll post it on Thursday so you guys can see the times for the entertainment. I have that ready to go. So, yeah, that's another tip. Uh, get to the locations early for your meet and greets. Another tip I have is that if you guys are going around, make sure you guys check your schedule and make sure that you make it a point, especially if it's your first time ever going that you get over and you see the cadaver dance. Uh, yes. Because they are probably, other than maybe the fireworks, maybe even more than the fireworks, to me, is one of the highlight entertainment things of Mickey's Halloween Party. Because, I mean, you can go anytime and you can see the, uh, what the hell are they called normally? Dapper Dance. Yes, the Dapper Dance. <laughs> I forget, I'm so used to them as the Cadaver Dance. I see them more. The, the, when they're the Dapper Dance, it's fine. They're normal. But, I mean, as the Cadaver Dance, they got their cool costumes on. They got the fog. They're on the little the barge there on the river. So, and they obviously are singing all Disney Halloween theme songs. So, make it a point that you guys pay it, look first thing when you get your when you get your uh, schedule and your maps or when you look at the uh, schedule that or the uh, entertainment schedule that Diggs is going to post that you make note of the times when the cadaver dance are going to be playing over there on the river that you get over there and you see them at least once because they are definitely a highlight, and definitely make sure you schedule that around the fireworks as well. Yeah, they'll be playing on the hour. You have yeah. a lot of time to check them out. Yeah, there shouldn't be an excuse for missing them unless it rains. Yeah, exactly. So he talked about the fireworks. So, hey, you have to see the fireworks show if you haven't seen it before. That's the part that's tough about this, because you have all the other entertainment going on, and you have, you know, you want to get to the trick-or-treat locations you want to do the pictures and it's hard to try to plan everything with the fireworks show because you know the best spot for the fireworks show is in front of the castle and there you're going to have people there right at six o'clock lining up to find a spot or seven o'clock whichever the party starts and that's going to be hectic so if you can't get into the by the castle i suggest you go to small world and you can see projections on small world I don't know if they're doing any projections on the rivers of America, so I'm not going to say go over there. If we find out on the first party that they did that, then we'll let you guys know. But try to get in front of the castle. If you want to really, really see the fireworks show, I really suggest you see it because other than YouTube, there's nowhere else, no way else you can see it. So it's only for the party. It's really, really good. So do your best to try to get over there. If you can't, like I said, small world, but... Yeah, that's about it, about that, fireworks. But then you have the parade, which is really cool. So there is a, the parade's back this year? Yes, the parade's back this year, and that's really cool. And, of course, you have the Headless Horseman. Yes, the Headless Horseman. Which will come out 10 minutes before the parade starts. I'll give you some time. Now, which parade is it this year? The Frightfully Fun Parade. The one from last year. Okay. Yes. So I'll give you the times. The well, let me just say the the ride of the headless horseman will start at eight forty, and then the parade's at eight fifty, 
The next one is 1020 and then the parade at 1030. So those are actually things like you, like I said, you really want to see that. The Halloween screams, uh, the fireworks show is at 930 normal time. So, yeah, you, those are things you want to see. I mean, it's a Halloween party. You want to see the entertainment. I can guarantee you, you have enough time for the candy except for Toontown and any other locations that are outside. And if it does rain, they would close down. They did that to us. They closed down uh, one that was right in front of the Rivers of America. And then they closed, like, two little spots that were over at Zocalo. But that they kept the other ones open that were inside Zocalo, but it was still raining and water dripping, even though they had tarps up there and it's still dripping and everything. And then also one over there, over the bridge going into Critter Country. They closed another one over there. Yeah, so, I mean... They should have the same locations this year. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, there's a lot of locations. So there's time to get candy if you're trying to plan candy shows and pictures. I, I just say that the pictures are going to be difficult because the, the wait times will be long because everyone's going to want to do that because you don't get to see, like, Hades out there as much or Maleficent. So people are going to want those pictures. Just, just don't go in thinking that you'll be able to do everything. Right. There's, don't think you don't go in thinking you'll be able to get pictures taken with villains. See the parade. Get a good spot for the fireworks. See the cadaver dance and get candy. You're not going to be able to do all of that stuff. Right. You, you right. obviously just like going to the park normally. You have to sacrifice certain things to be able to do other things. If you want to get a lot of candy. You're not probably not going to be able to get, definitely not going to be able to get a good spot for the uh, fireworks. Maybe you guys can make a list. This is what I want to do. You know, you have a parade. You know, you have fireworks. You know, you have trick or treat. You know, you have meet and greet. So, what do you really, really want to do? Do that. And I would say if if you guys have any other questions or you have your list and you want to show it to us and say what should we do. All you have to do is just email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Subject line, Halloween tips. And we will do our best to give you a, what do you call that, a itinerary of what to do and how to do it. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're going next week and there's not much we can help you with there. Right. Other things to enjoy are the food options. Yes. Now, you know what? They haven't released their food options yet. They haven't released their Halloween treats and stuff like that. Tomorrow. Yes, exactly. So we know it's coming soon, and we will be posting that. But don't forget you have all the treat options. So now we gotta we got to try to schedule in food. We, now we have to wait in line for this dessert or this drink or whatever it might be. So that's another thing you guys got to consider. Hey, we got to eat. So that's another tip right there is when do we eat i usually eat when i'm hungry <laughs> you got all the candy but you know what you don't actually have to uh schedule food you know during the party because if you're an annual pass holder then you know you can go as soon as it's released you can go on friday and check out all the food because yeah, none of the food items are usually exclusive to the party right so you can get them anytime like i said if you're a pass holder you will be able to go basically anytime during Halloween time and to get your coffin cake, whatever its iteration is going to be this year yeah. or any of the other bat cookies or any weird themed drinks or pulled pork hot dogs or 
<laughs> anything like that that they might decide to bring back for Halloween or right. So, like I said, just try to make a list and see what you really want to do, and and just think about the time you have. Like Anthony said, you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do because, especially if you're trying to get pictures with the characters, that's going to be insane and always is. Another thing I just want to say real quick is when you go up to a line for a trick-or-treat location, don't be intimidated by the size of the line. You have to understand that you're going to be in the line and it's going to constantly be moving. So it's not like you're waiting in line and you're just going to stand there for like 10 minutes. You're going to be constantly moving because people, the guests are at the locations, cast members are giving candy, and then they move on. So even if it looks like a long line, like for Thunder Mountain or something type of line, remember, it's going to constantly move, so you shouldn't be worried about how long the line is. Just stand in the line, get that area done with, and move on to the next. Yeah, some of the lines will look longer than they really should look just because of the location of the trick-or-treat spot. Uh, for example, the one in front of Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin looks really long if you get there yes. late. They have the tape on the ground and everything. Yeah, they got the tape on the ground, and you're doing switchbacks back and forth, and you're doing a, a big double loop and stuff. It looks really long. Now, that one last year did kind of take kind of long, but we were kind of lagging in and getting to Toontown again. Plus, we went there, I think, last after we had already gone to uh Goofy's house and Mickey's house. Now, what really makes it long is when cast members and the guests start talking to each other. Right. It's kind of like, just shut up. Give me my candy. We don't need to be talking here. So that was, that's what really makes it long. <laughs> right. And then the other one that kind of that off the top of my head kind of really tends to look long is right outside of Toontown there by the uh, Fantasyland Theater and the train station. There's usually a trick-or-treat trail there that was very long too and that one always tends to look kind of long because of the way that it it wraps around to the other side of that planner closest to the uh, the train station itself so that one kind of tends to look long but like he said if you get there and it looks long just just jump in it it's not going to get any shorter let's put it that way right right so your best bet is just to get in it because for every long line you're going to have one that you're just going to go through pretty fast yeah oh the other one that looked that was pretty long last year i think uh even though we ended up going through it twice was the uh launch bay one yeah that one looked kind of that one was kind of long but it's also pretty long because they do have a lot of uh stations in there too so that's pretty cool so yeah i mean those are my tips right now Uh, i can't think of anything else the number one thing is bring a backpack and you can dump the candy in there once it gets full in your little bag or bring your own bag or your own little tote bag or whatever. Yeah, if you have a little tote bag or the cinch sack or something, like I mentioned earlier, you won't even need to use their bag. Right. Because their bag is just paper. And but I'm, I'm just... More, it'll only hold for like a couple trails. But I'm worth. just like, if, uh, if they're bringing their kids, the kids are going to want a, the little Disney bag, so... Just, you know, they can use the little Disney bag, and once it gets full, you can dump it in your backpack. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, definitely number one tip is to bring a backpack and also bring some patience. So, yeah, that was for our tips for now. If I think of anything, I will write it down, and uh, we'll talk about it next week. So we just want to say make sure you guys have fun at Mickey's Halloween party. It's going to be pretty cool, especially if it's your first time.
I can't wait to go. I do have one more thing to it that I just thought of right now as far as it goes with managing your time that uh, we were talking about trying to fit everything in. If it is your only time going and you don't have a pass or something like that and you're going and you really want to get on like uh, Ghost Galaxy or uh, Mansion Holiday. Holiday or something like that, make sure you factor that in. Yeah. Also, yes, because if you want to go on, especially Haunted Mansion Holiday, is always has a pretty ridiculous line for the parties. You can almost forget about either seeing the parade or the fireworks if you get into that line, depending on what time you get into it. So, once again, like I said, with those things, make sure you manage your time wisely if you want to have be able to go on those rides, especially if you, like I said, if you don't have a pass and you want to make sure you get on. Ghost Galaxy or Haunted Mansion Holiday, you want to make sure you, in fact, if anything, with those, go to Toontown, get your candy, and then go straight to uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday, get in line for that. And then if you can squeeze into Ghost Galaxy later, because out of the two, obviously, I think it's a pretty, pretty... Let me just, I would do what you said, but I would go to Ghost Galaxy first, and then I'm pretty sure... If you guys are going to be there all night long, the party ends at 11 and or 12, get in line for the Haunted Mansion then. That's what I would do. I was just saying that because if you missed on go, if you missed going on Ghost Galaxy, it's not a big loss. Right. That's the, that's the reason why I was saying make sure you, because you want to make sure, especially if you've never been on Haunted Mansion Holiday, you want to make sure that you do that. Ghost Galaxy, it's like, eh. If you don't get on it, it's fine. If you get on it, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's, but it, it's just it's 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 not as big of a deal. I just don't. I just think that the Holiday Mansion line is not going to be as long late at night compared to Ghost Galaxy. It's so. true. If you do get in line later, once you're in line, at least you are. Even if the you're in line past closing, you are still guaranteed to get on the ride. So unless it breaks down, right? Unless it breaks down, but. Um, yeah, so that's a good point. I mean, you can wait until like uh, 10.30 or whatever and get in line for that. And as long as you're in line, you're guaranteed to get on the ride. You just obviously, you're not going to be able to do anything else after that. Right. Once again, if you have any uh, questions or you want to, you know, give us your itinerary and uh, ask questions about that and need some help on your planning for Mickey's Halloween party, just email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. All right, so... Forgot to mention this last week, but now I don't remember if everybody remembers uh, a few months ago we were talking about a, it was one of the, uh, what do you call those? The board meetings or uh, shareholder yeah. meetings yeah. or one of those uh, doodads. doodads that they do, rich things do with <laughs> companies that uh, Bob Iger, we talked about him and his whole deal with, oh, I don't like VR, but I want AR. So he doesn't want virtual reality. He wants augmented reality. And he was playing around with this whole thing with lightsabers. And we were talking about that. And then he wanted to do an augmented reality thing with lightsabers. And then it even goes back to actually, I think some of that technology had been mentioned. We were talking almost a year ago, I think, about uh, patents. Right that Disney had a lot of patents out that we were trying to figure out what they went to. And a lot of them we were assuming we're going to have to do with like, uh, with uh, galaxy's edge. 
or yeah. was land at the yeah. time that it was stuff. Oh, that's stuff that they could be inside of the uh, the first order battle ride or something like that. And then you know, of course, uh, we we learned about the uh, some of the drone technology before they started using drones for the fireworks and stuff in Florida. Well, apparently the whole thing with augmented reality and lightsabers had nothing to do with the parks <laughs> at all. And it was revealed that Lenovo now what are they what are they known for? I mean I I'd heard of I've heard of them before, but I'm not really I think basically they're just they're a technology company. I think that's all you really need to know is they're a technology company and um they announced that they will be coming out with a just out of nowhere they kind of just released this with kind of no fanfare or anything. I don't even know if Star Wars ever even uh released it themselves cuz all the posts came directly from Lenovo a package called Jedi Challenges. It's a smartphone powered augmented reality experience. It's compatible with almost all cell phones with I'm sure by the time it comes out or after it comes out, it will continuously be patched where it can be compatible with all cell phones. Kind of similar to what Sphero did when the first Sphero BB-8 came out two years ago and it was probably only compatible with some cell phones, but then we eventually the app became compatible with everybody. And, of course, now we have three Spheros after this last Force Friday. This will have a... Like I said, augmented reality where it will come with a augmented reality headset. Now, I'm not sure if the phone is going to go inside of the headset, like some of the ones, you know, where your phone actually goes inside of the the headset. Yeah. And then you're looking into the phone or if the phone is just part of the controls. There hasn't been a lot of real huge details. If you actually are interested in that, you can actually go to... Lenovo United States, or you can actually go to bestbuy.com slash Jedi challenges because Best Buy is actually, they believe the first place to have it on pre-order and it will be, it is on pre-order right now for one ninety nine, and that will be releasing on November 3rd. And basically it's going to come with the headset. It's going to come with a tracking beacon and then it's going to become it's going to come with an actual lightsaber which is your controller and coupled with the headset and the lightsaber you will be able to do various activities, challenges, games, some of the ones that they have in the thing they have a strategic combat which is you lead rebel forces against the empire in large scale ground wars, command an army as you build out your outpost to withstand the forces of the empire. Uh, you can play hollow chess, outweigh your opponents in the ultimate game of concentration and strategy, direct your holographic alien pieces across the board as you battle for territory on checkered game tables. Of course, lightsaber battle. Perfect your lightsaber skills by taking on some of the most menacing villains in the galaxy like Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. So it will be very, very interesting. Like I said, this is something that was actually super, super endorsed and specified by... Iger himself as something he wanted people to be able to do. Like I said, I don't know exactly how your smartphone will factor into all this. I don't know if it's going to go into the headset or not, but it will definitely be using Bluetooth technology. Like I say you'll have a tracking beacon, which will you will have set up 
where I believe it'll probably work very similar to the the uh, camera on, like, say, your um, PlayStation and Xbox, where they had the uh, motion control, where it used the camera. Yeah. Well, the PlayStation had the camera, and the Xbox had a uh, separate little device. I don't think it was an actual camera. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. But it'll, it'll probably work similar to that. That's how the tracking beacon will work. It'll obviously see what you're doing compared to the headset and controlled con- compared to the lightsaber itself. Obviously, it'll be compatible with Android and iOS devices. If you have anything other than that, well, I don't know if you're going to be SOL or if you will just have to wait. But it all sounds very, very interesting and cool. I just don't know about the price point on it. I don't know if it's something that's going to be, hopefully they'll be able to maybe figure out how it could be cheaper later on or anything. All I know is I'm getting really irritated by all these really awesome things that cost so damn much, like the Spheros. And I don't know if everybody has seen those drones that just came out, those cool drones. Did you see the drones? No, I didn't see that the That came out for Force Friday. No. Yeah, there's some really cool drones of an X-Wing and a uh, Invader's TIE Fighter and, or, yeah, and stuff that are uh, really neat. Yeah, so Star Wars Jedi Challenges. Like I said, if you're interested in looking at that, go over to bestbuy.com slash Jedi Challenges, and you'll be able to watch the videos on that and check out the price and all that. Cool. Yes. So I guess that means no lightsaber battling in the uh, First Order ride. I guess not. Or, or maybe they'll get it even more advanced and they'll be able to use it in that. Who knows? Okay, well, the big news, breaking news today, this morning. Today is Tuesday. The breaking news was that we talked about last week how Colin Trevorrow was given the big fat boot Bye. off of Star Wars Episode Nine, and we were speculating on who might take over, whether it was Ryan Johnson, whether it was J.J., whether they would bring in one of the acclaimed women directors. Or Potsy. Or Potsy. Well, it was also it was announced that Patty Jenkins was officially signed on for Wonder Woman 2, so we knew that that wasn't going to happen. But we got the official word that J.J. is coming back. He's back. And he's bad or something. I don't know. And J.J. is back. He will co-write and direct Star Wars Episode Nine. He will write the film with Chris Terrio. Now, hopefully with them bringing in Chris Terrio, that means that the other guy that we mentioned, Jack Thorne, the one who had written the the very lauded Harry Potter and the Cursed Child play, novel, whatever you want to call it. So hopefully that means he's gone and it's just going to be J.J. and this guy. Uh, Chris Terrio, for those that do not know, he is best known for writing the screenplay for the film Argo in which he won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. He worked with Ben Affleck on that. And he also... So that's the positive side of it. But on the negative side, he wrote the screenplay for Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so, And he also co-wrote the <laughs> script for the upcoming Justice League. So, oh. well, we can go either way. So depending on how Justice League is, he'll either be... Two and one, or he's going to be one and two by the time by the time after Justice League comes out. So we will see how that is working out. And of course, JJ comes 
JJ gets announced and automatically you get all of the people who were complaining because, oh, does that mean that episode nine is going to be like Return of the Jedi because of all those people who bitched and moaned about how much Force Awakens was like New Hope? Well, we'll see, huh? I guess so. Just calm down and give this guy a chance, unlike how you don't give other anybody else a chance. Because um, everyone else is perfect and they know how to write stories and they know how to do stuff because they're sitting at home doing it on the computer. Sometimes. Exactly. If know. you guys think you could do better, well, go do it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, Kathleen Kennedy and all of the group there at Lucasfilm seems to think that J.J. can come back and do the job again. I mean, J.J. has been there through the whole process. He's never really left. He stayed on. I believe he get, he does get an executive producer credit on Last Jedi, so he's never really been out of the loop on the process. I believe. I believe so. So too. it's not that he does. It's not that he's you know he's not he knows what's going on. I'm sure he knows what the whole story of Last Jedi is. So it's not going to be that difficult for him to just step right in, and he's not going to have to get caught up. Unfortunately, the only problem is is that uh, the script. I don't know if they're just going to completely throw out the script that Trevorrow was working on with first his writing partner and then with the, the couple weeks that he was together with Thorne. So we don't know if they're going to completely throw that script out and start over from scratch or if they're just going to take that script and super polish it up or what they're going to do. But J.J. is on and directing episode 9. Now, it'll come as no surprise to anybody that the other news that came out, obviously, will be that, of course, originally it was announced that Star Wars Episode Nine was going to come out in May of 2019, <laughs> yeah. which was obviously moving that one up away from the December releases. And everybody was like, well, blah, 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 might as well keep it December. Well, you're anybody who thought that it should just stay in December is getting their wish because Star Wars Episode Nine has now been pushed back to December 20th of 2019. So anybody who thought that December was a good time for Star Wars, well, you're going to keep your wish. The only So far, the only Star Wars we're not going to get in December will be Han Solo. So it's no big deal, of course, if everybody remembers that when J.J. was first brought on to Episode 7, that he pushed back had the release date pushed back of that from May of 2015 to December of 2015. So this should obviously come as no surprise, but this way he's going to have even more time to get this script perfect and get the movie perfect than he had with Force Awakens. So there's no real excuse for this movie not to be super amazing to close out the first of the sequel trilogies. I think it's a good idea since, you know, he's did the first one. Why not come back and do the last one? I mean, if, yeah, if they, if, if, if they, whatever reason they had for, for not letting just have Ryan Johnson just continue on with it, whether he didn't want to do it or whatever reason, it's no big deal. A lot of people are making comparisons to the original trilogy where Lucas directed Star Wars and then Irvin Kirshner came in and did Empire. And even though, Marquand was the director of Return of the Jedi. There's been a lot of word in the last 30 years that Lucas was kind of secretly kind of co-directing that movie with Marquand. So it's kind of people are comparing it to that, that it was that now it's J.J. Johnson and then J.J. 
hopefully JJ can get something out there that people aren't going to complain about because, you know, complaining. It's just, <laughs> it's what people do. Yeah. It's never going to stop until they don't. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that Star Wars and we're going to go see it no matter what. Yep. And I'm going to like it no matter what. Tell them. I just did. Okay. All right. So uh, one other thing about Star Wars is that we talked about, I believe, a couple weeks ago about the announcement about the new Disney streaming service yeah. that will be coming soon and that everything is slowly going to come off of Netflix and all that. Well, we got the word last Thursday, I believe it was, that it's official Marvel and Star Wars will be joining the Disney streaming service. We do not know yet what that means for the Marvel Netflix exclusive shows. Most likely that means that their deal will be coming to an end and Disney will probably be working on doing their own thing with those. And they will obviously end up having hopefully exclusive content on there. It may mean for those that know what I'm talking about, it could mean anything from a finally a release of Star Wars Detours, the Seth Green show that Disney put into the vault for nobody to see because they thought that we couldn't handle a light-hearted and jokey Star Wars to the many, many, many years worked on and talked about Star Wars live-action series, which actually had many, many scripts done already. That could happen. There could be the uh, the Star Wars... Whatever's going to happen after Star Wars Rebels wraps up, the next animated series could easily become a streaming service exclusive. Who knows? We're seeing that happen quite a bit. I've talked about Boomerang, the the uh, Warner Brothers and Hanna-Barbera streaming service that is going on now, and they are just actually just came out with a new Wacky Racers exclusive series brand new wacky racers exclusive series to that so you can expect that sort of same thing to happen uh you i wouldn't even be surprised if you see a lot of shows maybe even like ducktales or whatever else comes along to go to that really the possibilities are endless it could even eventually mean an end to disney channel altogether oh that'd be crazy and the death of cable. Yeah. Real quick, uh, did you see the cast of the new Club Mickey Mouse was announced? No. Yeah, they announced it a couple of days ago. We got a brand new cast. We talked about the new, instead of Mickey Mouse Club, it's Club Mickey Mouse. Oh, this is the online one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. So they announced the cast. I'm not going to go over who they are because no one knows who they are. But, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, just, you know, Google Club Mickey Mouse, and you guys can check out who these new people are. The only thing I'd really want to know about is, is it pretty, is it a nice, diverse cast? You know what? A lot of... uh, Well, speaking of that, there's uh, actually two of them are from Malaysia, so I would say yes, there is a diverse cast. That's good news. We'd like to see a lot of uh, diversity going on with uh, shows and things like that. So for a movie that's coming up pretty soon, Thor is going to be coming up pretty soon in November... On November 2nd, which will actually be the Thursday opening night, the official release of Thor is on November 3rd. But, of course, 
everybody knows that they do the screenings on Thursdays. Well, those tickets are now on sale. They actually went on sale last Thursday, which they called Thor's Day. <laughs> Funny. To uh, commemorate the tickets going on sale. Well, now we got some announcements of some of the giveaways that are be going on for Thursday opening night. First of all, we got the announcement, of course, as always, everybody knows that IMAX likes to do their little mini poster giveaways, and they have released the artwork for their exclusive poster, which will be given away to anybody attending an IMAX screening on Thursday night. It is really neat. A lot of the uh, retro look that they've been going for, kind of a continuation of Guardians of the Galaxy with the retro 80s look. And then also continuing a trend that I don't know if they've done for any other Marvel movies, but they did for Rogue One. They will be doing, at Regal Cinemas, they will be doing the collectible, the nice hard collectible plastic ticket giveaway. Now, I don't know if if there's going to be more than one, like there was with Rogue One where there was three of them, but there's definitely at least one that I see here with Thor on it. Once again, with the kind of retro, neat retro look to it. And those will be only if you see it in IMAX at a Regal Cinema. Interesting. Oh, and then one more thing. Also, AMC on Thursday will be doing what's called a Thor Ragnarok opening night event where you will be getting to see the movie an hour before everybody else as opposed to the usual 7 o'clock first showings. You will be able to see the movie at 6 o'clock. And then you also get to see exclusive content. You will receive a collectible coin. The usual opening night lanyard that AMC gives out. And you also get a large popcorn. (laughs) And depending on which theater you see it in, I believe, it looks like it'll either cost $25 or $30. Because I think it depends on see what screen you you see it in because like I looking at it just local to me. If I click on AMC Covina, it costs $25. But if I click on AMC Pointy Hills where it allows me to choose my seats, it's $30. So I think it's going to depend on which theater you go to and how good the screen is. I don't know. Yeah. It looks like any of the ones where you can choose your seat is 30 and then ones where you can't, I guess is only, 25. I don't know what, what the point of that is. But that's called the opening night fan event. Uh, I would probably suggest that if you want to go to that, you got to get tickets ahead of time. If you go to AMC or go through the AMC app and go to coming soon, and it's actually the very first thing that is listed. But like I said, for $25 or $30, you get some cool freebies. You get to see the movie an hour before everybody else and all that. Cool, I can't wait to see um, Thor down in Fraggle Rock. All right, speaking of AMC, this is actually AMC over in downtown Disney. They're going to be doing this thing called Dream Big Princesses. Princesses or princes? No, just one princess. Well, there's five of them, but it's only one in this thing. Anyway, so on starting September 15th on Friday, going through the 21st, they will be showing... Beauty and the Beast. Sounds pretty cool, you know, bringing Beauty and the Beast back to the big screen. After that, September 22nd through the 28th is will be Mulan. 
I think actually that all AMC's are taking part in that. Is it? Yeah, because actually when I was looking at AMC and Showtimes and stuff yesterday or the other day, I I actually thought it was only going to be Downtown Disney, but then I realized that it was actually other theaters are going to be doing that as well. All right, well, that's good to know. Uh, September 29th through October 5th will be Tangled. October 6th through the 12th will be The Princess and the Frog. And October 13th through the 19th will be Brave. So you can see those five movies back on the big screen over at AMC. So just head over to amctheaters.com and you can get all the information on that. Sounds pretty cool. I think I'm going to go to some of these. I'm going to head over to Downtown Disney and check this out. But like Anthony said, they're at all AMCs. So yeah, head over to the website or if you have the AMC app, you can probably check it out there. So yeah, hey, starting this Friday. You can go over and see Beating the Beast. Pretty cool. All right, now it's time for Stupid Questions. All right, here we go. I only have one today. That's all we need. That's all we need right now. All right. I am a new AP along with my husband and sister. On days, there are AP events and AP merchandise for sale. Will I be allowed to buy AP merchandise for my sister if she can't go? I've looked online and couldn't find an answer. Uh, now let me just, let me just say this real quick. Let's break it down. I'm going to go into this AP event, you know, let's just say we're at AP Days, Main Street Electrical Parade theme. I was going to say, first of all, what AP events? No, let me just say, okay, you have an AP event, you have an AP shirt, and only APs can grab the shirt. Now, when you buy the shirt, do you tell the cast member who it's for? Do you say, I'm buying this for me, but I'm buying this for my sister, but she's not here? Do you have to say that? <laughs> kind of like going to get food and getting your discount, and you're buying your sister, and she, but she's not with you. Let's say she's sitting at the table. You're not saying, I'm buying this burger for my sister, but she's over there, and I have the AP card. Yeah, they don't say, no, your sister has to come buy her own burger. <laughs> yeah, stupid questions. If you find any stupid questions uh, anywhere... Uh, send them to us. I mean, if you go to buy drugs and somebody else wants you to buy drugs for them, you're not going to tell them that you're buying drugs for, for more than one person. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, if people will actually think about their question and ask them to themselves and think about it. It's logical. Mm, well, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it should be logical. Yeah, it should be. But I mean, I know they're new and all, but. That's yeah. I mean, when you put it in a real world yeah. context, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, I'm using this coupon for my friend, but she's not here. Can I still use it? <laughs> as long as the person who is buying it is the AP, it doesn't matter who it ends up with. You could buy it. You could buy something with your AP and then sell it on eBay <laughs> for go. all that matters. All right, and it's not going to make a damn damn bit of difference. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whoever's buying it, only only as long as the person buying it is an AP. Gotta love the questions. Gotta love them. Now, don't go up there and say, my sister's an AP. Is it okay if I get that shirt? Yeah, yeah. Because no, because you got to show your pass. Yeah. But it's the same thing. She, They're all APs, but her sister's not there that day. She's still an AP, though. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're lucky you're not in that group. Right, <laughs> All right, so we're going to remind you about Patreon. I get out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to remind you about Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash mousefire. 
help support the podcast. Any amount will do. I don't speak Greek. I don't either. You can be a Patreon just like Fernando Xavier Hubbard, Scott, Nancy, and Stephanie. They are our Patreons, and we appreciate them giving what they can give to help the podcast. And you can become a Patreon, too. Like I said, head over to patreon.com slash mousepire and give any amount. And you know what? We'll take $3 for a corn dog. No, we'll also take $3 for Patreon. So, yeah, head over there. Help support the podcast. Only if it's not from Michael. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Head over to YouTube, search Mouse Power Podcast, or just go over to a Facebook and click on one of our YouTube videos. More content coming soon. Hopefully I can film some Halloween time stuff and put that on our channel. So head over to YouTube. Check out our Mouse Power Podcast channel. Subscribe. Check out the videos. Like. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for the mail. Uh, since Shadow didn't bother to show up today, I'm going to have to introduce the mail. Damn it. All right. We just want to mention real quick that um, Tim took a chicken fresh didn't make it because he was sleeping or he had some sleep or he forgot to sleep. I don't know what it was. It had to do with sleep. He lost his sleep. <laughs> I hope he finds it and that he is well enough to come back next week. All right. So our first email comes from returning email, Jeff Beaumont. And remember, he uh, asked if... Um, yes, shout out to Jeff Beaumont. He is the one who posted on the Mousepire page that it was Bob Gurr and Alice Davis. And it was Bob Gurr and Alice Davis who were the only two remaining imagineers that worked with Walt. it was him who pointed that out to us so we recognize him for that all right so remember he asked if he could uh tell us about his trip sure you remember that yes and there was no content oh yes <laughs> yeah. yes yes his uh email just cut i guess off. he was just asking for permission i don't know oh so there wasn't supposed to be anything there no i just said can i ask or can i tell you about my trip and that's all i said oh okay so it was an open-ended question yes no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is how it starts. It says, the last three weeks, I have been working to cover for another employee. So I finally listened to the last two podcasts. I am now ready to tell you about my trip and comments about the last two podcasts. Number one, he says, weight loss. Keep trying. Since moving to KC six winters ago, I am down 15 pounds Whoa. in barbecue country. So, yeah, he lost 15 pounds, and now he's going to eat all that barbecue. Oh, he's lost 15 pounds. Yeah. So I was like, he's down to 15 pounds? Wow. I am down 15 pounds. All right. Uh, two, if you supply an address, some Casey barbecue might be delivered via Santa. I will reply with uh, Anthony's address. Yes, you will. I will do that. All right, number three, Jurassic World. I am still trying to figure out how did a woman in high heels outrun a T-Rex. You know, I'm glad you asked that because Rebecca and I actually watched Jurassic World a couple a day or two after recording the podcast last week and addressing the whole high heel situation. And I actually watched it. And well, first of all, I have reinforced my conclusion that she is a theme park executive and she was dressed appropriately for that. Uh, B, when she ends up out in the wilderness without her without with her high heels on there was absolutely no opportunity for her to stop and say hey why don't i grab some tennis shoes <laughs> because she was just going out to try and find her nephews see i washed and obviously 
Bryce Dallas Howard is an excellent and experienced high heel wearer because she clearly knows what she's doing. Because if you watch her run, she's running on the balls of her feet, which I assume is what you're supposed to do when you walk in high heels is most of your weight is supposed to be on the front as opposed to trying to walk on with all the weight on your whole foot. Like, like we do in regular shoes, you have to walk with all your weight on the front and when she's actually running, you can see she's kind of running on her, on the balls of her feet. You actually don't even really see, I don't even think the heel itself actually makes contact with the ground. So obviously she was somebody who knows what they're doing. And anybody who is an executive like she is, who would be wearing heels all the damn time, would know exactly what they're doing when it comes to wearing heels. And it shouldn't be any big deal to run in heels now as far as outrunning a t-rex i don't know how realistic that would be and even tennis shoes so whether she had been wearing tennis shoes or heels i don't know how realistic that would have been but obviously like i said even if you had been wearing tennis shoes it may have been a moot point so that's not really a good argument interesting yes all right uh next one says star wars reels did anyone see the ghosts leave the battle in rogue one no I don't didn't see that either. No, you only see the ghost like two or three times during the bat in the battle, and one of them is when they first show up, but you don't know what happened after that. It's entirely possible that they could have uh, been sent away at some point, that they could have perished. Who knows? Well, that that we'll probably never find out, especially if Star Wars Rebels ends just before Rogue One. So it's possible that you will never actually even find out what their fate would be. Or who is even on the ghost during the battle over Scarif? All right. Stupid question. Why do people complain about Disneyland Star Wars? Because it's a simple question. It's a simple answer, and it's not a stupid question either. Uh, if anything, it's only it only makes stupid answers. Because basically, there's people that think that Disney should only be Disney. That's the that's the shortest, easiest answer. That's true. There's people that think that uh, that. Disney should only be Disney, that any kind of outside influence has no business in a Disney park. I'm sure that there's people back in 1986 who didn't think that uh, Star Tours belonged in, in Disneyland. You know what? I never... I'm sure there's people in 1994 that didn't think that Indiana Jones belonged in Disneyland. I didn't think that when uh, Star Tours came. I was excited. You know, I was still like 13 or whatever it was. But, and then... Growing up, I still never thought that way that Star Tours shouldn't be here because it's not Disney. Indiana Jones, I I I think I was kind of used to it because Florida already had Indiana Jones at that time, I believe, right? They had the show, I believe. Yeah, so they already had Indiana Jones in the park. But the ride was a huge deal, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just I never thought that, but, I mean. I mean, I've always been fans of both, so it never occurred to me to think that oh, well, this doesn't belong here because it's Disney. I always thought that, hey, you know what, anything that they could, any other properties, outside properties they could bring in to make things more interesting is fine with me because there's only so far, there's only so far you can go with generic properties or with Disney properties. So, I mean, it's fine with me. Now, I mean, obviously back in the 80s and the 90s, there was no social media and social media has basically bred complainers 
I got hungry because you said bread. <laughs> I'm serious. So, I mean, I don't know if because of social media, there's a lot more people that complain about those sorts of things now that maybe back then people didn't complain as much. But you know what? I bet you if you go back and you probably look through, I don't remember if Starlog or magazines like that had letters sections, but I can almost guarantee you that if there would have been that if those magazines had letters sections, that if you go back and look at those, there's there's letters in there of people complaining or else Starlog just filtered those out and just didn't print them. I don't know. But, I mean, people have always complained about things. So, I mean, the easiest answer is is that, I mean, when Star Wars Land was first announced, and even now when stuff is, uh, when Galaxy's Edge is mentioned, or even when uh, anything is mentioned, although it's funny that people complain so much about Tower of Terror when Tower of Terror, obviously Twilight Zone is not a Disney property but seem people seem to care about it like as if it is so i don't know it's just it's just really depends on what people feel like complaining about but yeah definitely when star wars land was first announced we don't need no star wars disneyland why do they put disney disney stuff blah 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 blah. disneyland has become nothing but a haven for outside properties blah 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 you're a blah thank you do not say blah, 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 blah. Exactly. All right, he went on to say, fund a few billion and make your own theme park or Star Wars movie. Exactly. All right, uh, next one. Pirate's Ride. My personal best was nine times around without getting off. Go to the park when it really, really rains. Hey, that's a uh, good one, huh? I never even thought about that. So I'm pretty sure, you know, if it's, Raining, the line's probably not really that long, and because people already left, and you could probably just sit there and just keep going around because it's pouring outside. That brings up something that I uh, actually was going to mention later, but this is a good time to bring it up. That uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody that was in Florida. I don't know if we have any listeners in Florida, but I just want to give a shout out to everybody that had to deal with Irma and had to evacuate and all that stuff, and hopefully the damage to well, Disney World wasn't too bad. I've, I saw I, that they opened back up today, and there was. I heard all they had was like some flooding and just little. Yeah, I saw that they had that Jungle Cruise and some uh, attractions in um, Animal Kingdom didn't ba- open back up mainly because of trees falling into the attraction areas. But other than that, they have opened back up. But uh, so hopefully everybody over there made it okay and all that. But the reason I bring that up is because I know that the park was open part of the day on Saturday before they closed early and everybody evacuated and that I saw pictures of people who were there on Saturday and there it was like a ghost town. Yeah. And uh, but that the particular person I saw posting the pictures went on Pirates oh. and there was absolutely nobody in Pirates. They yeah. were by themselves and they probably could have went more than nine times. Yeah. One of my suppliers is uh was in the eye of the of the trail, whatever you call it. And uh his warehouse survived, so I get my stuff. Whoa. All right, uh let's see. My last my trip last year went to a Dodger game for hot dogs and one last game with Vin Scully. Cool. All other people make themselves annoying in their broadcast on the T V networks. You know what? Towards the end, you can hear uh, Vin was kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to be mean, but it was like, 
I got to the point where like I've been just just call the game and don't recall stories because if I didn't mind the stories. It's no, I like sometimes the, he no, would mess up. That's what I'm saying. Players' names and stuff. Well, there's some stuff he messed up, and I was just like, Vin, just call the game because he even messed things up. I'm not being mean because we love Vin. Oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, let's see. He said he's he, still better than Chris Collinsworth or Joe Buck. He said I ate at In and Out. Exactly. Ooh. Oh wait, let me start this over. I ate at In and Out, Tommy's, Ooh. Green Burrito in La Habra. Oh, right near me. Stop Kiss. Roma Cocina in Fullerton, Felipe's in L.A., etc. Dang, this guy got around. Awesome. That's uh, hashtag fat time. Yeah, the only thing missing from that list is the hat. Yes. He said, after uh, gorging, I only gained one pound by the time I came home. Dirty. Oh, King Taco, too, he says. Ooh. Yeah, that's a in, good one. In East L.A.? I didn't say. Okay, and the next one he says, Disneyland. See next email soon. Wife is calling for my help. <laughs> so he's leaving us a cliffhanger again. Right. Uh, speaking of Tommy's real quick, the Tommy's over here, uh, the roof is starting to go on. Oh, I saw the, the frame. frame. And the frame and everything. Last is week when I along. went home, I saw the frame. Well, now it's coming along even more. I'm, cool. I'm giving it maybe a month, month and a half before it's done. Cool. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you for your email. We appreciate it. And we look forward to next week's part three, I guess, right? Yes. All right. Our next email is from Giselle. Giselle's back. She says, hey, Mousepire. Oh, my God. You read my email. I feel famous. <laughs> All right. Episode 102 was awesome. Loved hearing about upcoming stuff, and I can't wait to go to Mickey's Halloween party. I've seen videos on YouTube, and the whole thing looks amazing. Besides the parade and the Halloween-themed fireworks, where are some of the places you recommend i visit before the night is over we answer that already what are some of your favorite things to do during halloween nights like party or just in general i think the halloween party okay well, i mean basically we already said that yeah. so i mean that answer's been answered uh, as we said stay tuned probably next week yeah for food and her next question we already answered any tips you can offer a first-timer. Personally, I can't wait to just walk down Main Street with the lights out, Starbucks and pumpkin scones in hand. I still don't know what I'm going to dress up as or if I'm even going to wear a costume since it's been so hot. Anyone decided on a costume yet? No, not yet. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do the costume thing. I probably seriously probably just wear a shirt that says boo. I don't know. Seriously, I don't know. If she, if we knew when she was going, we might be able to help. Yeah, a little so bit more, uh, but. let us know when you're going because she says talk to you next week, Giselle. So yeah, next week, next week when you write in, let us know what date you're going. Right? Because we do have actually some uh, looking at uh, Anaheim weather at least through next next Thursday. So by the next Wednesday's Halloween party, will is showing seventy eight degrees during the day and then sixty a low of sixty one. So that's actually not too bad for next Wednesday's first Halloween party. I remember, uh, was it three years ago we had the Halloween party? It was when I wore the robe, and it was freaking hot. Uh, yeah. All right, well, so thank you for your email, Giselle. We look forward to hearing from you next week. All right, our next email is from Fancy Nancy. All right, she says, hey, kids, I put another postcard in the mail. Let me know if you get it. It's also another Disney postcard. Cool. 
She says episode 102. Ah, oh, Tim said no Nancy. Okay, no Nancy. Good show. <laughs> she says, P.S. I knew what Tim meant. I actually didn't have any comments. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, I guess you did have some comments because you wrote in. So it was nice to hear from you. Anyway, Nancy, hopefully you have more comments next week. All right, next email is from Commander Cody. It says, hello, Mousepire. Commander Cody reporting in. It's official. I have finally met the Mousepire gang. Well, at least part of the gang. Went to the park this past weekend and had a blast. Was fortunate, fortunate enough to meet up with Diggs, Dan the Man, and Michael the Mail Guy. It was nice to finally be able to meet you guys. All in all, it was a great weekend. Can't wait to meet the rest of the gang. Commander Cody signing out. Yeah, maybe next time Anthony can be there and can meet you in Chateau. All right, thanks for your email, Commander Cody. All right, next email is from Dan the Man. Hey, Dan here. Went to the park on Friday last week to get my villain's popcorn bucket. Ended up meeting and hanging out with Diggs, Jose, and Michael the Mel Guy with a special appearance by Commander Cody. Got on Star Tours, then met up with the crew again, this time with Tim Chicka Chicka Fresh. Always a good time when you can go and meet up with friends and just hang out, even though I had to be up early the next morning. Got about four hours of sleep, haha, but all worth it to hang out with the Mousepire crew. All right, question. So I got a fast pass for Star Tours, and the time was only about 15 to 20 minutes from the time that it was. I know this was starting when MaxPass debuted, but any news or speculation to why it's still going on? I could either get a fast pass for 15 minutes later or wait about 40 minutes in line. What do you think? So basically, you know, it says a 30-minute wait, but if you get the fast pass, you're only going to wait 10 or 15 minutes. Last time, the first time the Max, or when they started doing the new passes, the new system, we went and we, it was only a five-minute wait or whatever it was, but the line said 20. So... I don't know. It's not always going to be like that, though. I mean, especially when you get in the summer and it's real busy. But it's been like that lately, that you're not waiting as long as it's right. I'm standby. Just, yeah, but I mean, keep in mind that Max Pass kind of started late in summer. I mean, wait until like uh, next year, or especially like when Star Wars opens, or something like that, or any other thing when it's really, really busy, like May through July. Because when did MaxPass start? Late July or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, I I know they've it's been like that for a while. I really haven't really looked lately at any of the FastPass return times and standby times. But I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that. All right, he says, Star Wars night at the Angel Game this Friday and maybe the park on Saturday. Don't be afraid to let us know when you are in the parks. Everyone is always super friendly. Dan out. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to be in the park, you know what? We may not, you know, post, hey, we're in the park on this day, but you can always just go ahead and go to Facebook and message us and say, hey, uh, are you guys in the park today? And we'll respond and let you know yes or no. All right. Next email is from Michael the Mail Guy. Michael the Mail Guy here. Happy early birthday to Diggs. I hope you enjoy it and eat lots of corn dogs and hot dogs. So the other day, I, um, okay, yesterday, I forgot my birthday was coming up. Well, I knew my birthday was coming up, but I didn't know it was on Saturday. 
And then I'm like, oh, my birthday's on Saturday, and I didn't even realize it. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope I can enjoy some hot dogs and corn dogs. Michael the Mail Guy back at the parks again, and that's a miracle. Last-minute trip on Friday, and I had a great time with Diggs and Jose, plus some emailers, Dad the Man and Commander Cody. A pleasure to meet you, Cody. Fun inside Plaza Inn while I eat my high-fiber diet. My wife eating some bomb chicken and double mash while I eat just about nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's oranges. <laughs> you know what? A lot of times, you know how you get the oranges on the side or something? I think you brung them. I don't know. But I saw the oranges. I was like, ooh. And I was going to say, hey, Michael, can I get an orange? And I didn't, I didn't know that was his meal. <laughs> I love oranges. He says, update. I'm better than Friday, but still staying on a diet. Thanks, Diggs, for the tips and support. We got on a ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it was Ariel's first drop ride. She took it like a champ. We got wet sitting in the front and all worth it. I had a great five hours at the park and we'll be back again on Friday for the park's first day of Halloween. So there you go. Now you know Michael the Mail Guy's going to be there. You know I'm going to be there. So yeah, now you know that we're going to be in the parks and you guys are going to be there on this Friday. Just let us know and we Go and meet you and chill, and you can buy us corn dogs. All right, you don't have to buy us corn dogs. Just kidding. I'm not trying to scare you away. No, you, no, no, you really have to. No, I'm just kidding. He says, uh, he says, I would love to see Anthony and Tim on Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> All right, now it's time for the Dirty Award. And the Dirty Award goes to most new annual pass holders. Why would you buy an annual pass and not read everything about the pass? People are so lazy that they depend on people on social media to give them any answers. Dirty. I got a season pass for Six Flags Magic Mountain and read everything about the pass, even the details before I paid for it. Exactly. People don't want to read and they just want to go to every group and ask questions when they can actually do their own research. All right, questions. Why does Disney not add more Halloween theming in each of the lands, like Critter Country, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland? Yeah, that is an excellent question. I've actually wondered that myself since being back in the parks the last few years. I wonder why they don't just decorate the whole park. I mean, I guess it's a, a time thing, and it's a uh, money thing, I'd imagine. Because I don't know whether any rather Same reason that they never, until this year, decorated DCA. I guess it's just a money thing. I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't... A time thing, money and time. Maybe time. Combination maybe. of both. I mean, I mean, if you're celebrating Halloween time, why not do it at both parks? Why not do it in the whole park? I mean, why decorate all the way to New Orleans Square and then all of a sudden just stop when you go to Crater Country or something like that? I mean, why not put Christmas lights up everywhere or put, uh, not Christmas lights, uh, well, that too. Christmas is the same thing. They don't decorate the whole park for Christmas either. They only decorate certain areas. I mean, obviously you got Main Street, which is Main, which is the number one. Then of course you got a, uh, you got the, uh, you know, the pathway and the, you know, the whole the parade route, and over there by um, Small World and places like that. And I mean, I can understand not really decorating in like Tomorrowland for Halloween or Christmas or. Something like that, but why not Fantasyland? I mean, it's not like there's no Halloween and Christmas in 
in Disney uh, fantasy movies or anything like that. So I mean, yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, even even the old West had some sort of uh, Halloween. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, sure, Halloween in, in its form has only been around in the last hundred years or less, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with decorating over there. I mean, you can easily do several different things with it. I mean, look at knots. Yes. I mean, knots decorates the whole damn place. I mean, uh, even the uh, even the uh, ghost town, right? They even have decorations yes. over in the ghost town. So, I mean, just look at knots as an example. I mean, they decorate the whole damn thing. So, I don't see any reason why Disney shouldn't decorate the whole damn thing, except for Tomorrowland. <laughs> All right, if you can add something Halloween inside Disneyland, what would you do and where would it go? I'd probably try and do more Halloween-themed attractions maybe like once again getting back to knots you know i mean knots doesn't have that many things i mean but they got like the the log ride and the and the mine train both get halloween themed and those have been getting halloween themed for probably since the beginning well I actually the, the uh, log ride hasn't had a theme in a couple of years oh it hasn't oh, no because uh, no because they redid the the mine or the they redid the log ride and they didn't want to put anything in there because they wanted to show off what they just did. Oh, I see. But this year is actually getting going back to getting a thing. Oh, okay. So it's not, it was just because they had redone and they yes. wanted to show it off. Yeah. But this year, I believe they said it was going to be a family-friendly theme. Oh, okay. I think that's oh, so it's not like back in the old days where they used to have dudes in the mine train where they had dudes sawing each yeah. other's arms off and I stuff. I believe legs it and... said family-friendly <laughs> at the uh, whatever the thing I went to. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I really can't think of what I would add. Because then, I mean, getting back to it, I mean, talking about, I mean, I mean, I joked about not doing Halloween decorations in Tomorrowland, but yet they do Ghost Galaxy. Yeah. And then even then, but I mean, because then it, it really sometimes what bothers me. I mean, I'm kind of getting off of the question here, but what bothers me about Ghost Galaxy? It's a, it's a great idea, but they don't theme, they don't have the whole area dive into that. So you have like your regular, like last year when season of the force was going on or the last couple of years, season, uh, yeah. last year, season of the force going, you got all the Star Wars music going on. And then all of a sudden in the background, <laughs> and you have all that sound effects coming from the space mountain from ghost galaxy there. You get the sound effects hitting each other and they're not really going together. If you actually had some Halloween music or theming going on in Tomorrowland, then maybe when Ghost Galaxy's uh, sound coming from the mountain starts happening, it wouldn't be sound so conflicting. Because then now, this year, you're probably going to have all your regular Tomorrowland music and sound effects going on, and then you're going to have Ghost Galaxy. I don't remember how it goes, but I know it's some sort of screaming and stuff yeah. going on. and. And uh, you're going to have that conflicting. So, I mean, can do the whole thing. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like you have that going on. Why have that and then just that? All right. So, you know what? I'm going to answer this question because now I just thought of something. When you're saying to add theming over there, you could easily add some pumpkins and things over there on Autopia. Yeah, That would be cool. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah so. And uh, change Osimo into a scarecrow. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah. That's... Do some Dark Knight of the Scarecrow over there. <laughs> Taking it way back. If you know that reference, email mousepire at gmail.com. 
Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. You could put some theming in Autopia. I don't see why not. You know what you could even do? Although it would probably be really difficult, you can do some really crazy theming with the subs. I was thinking about that. Floating pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> some floating bodies. Oh my God. No, yeah, even, even if you don't theme the submarines themselves, but yeah, just have some pumpkins floating in the pond. That'd be cool. Or something like that, or... Or the or the Matterhorn. Matterhorn would be great. Uh, some some lit up pumpkins along oh, yeah. in the in the Matterhorn. Yeah, yeah, that'd be some greatness. All right, random question: What are five of the best places to eat outside of Disneyland? What does it mean outside of Disneyland? Like downtown Disney, or like not at Disneyland? In well, period. I would. I don't know, but I'm going to stay inside the resort, and we already know we have uh, we have Earl. Of sandwich, Earl of sandwich. We have the, the taqueria, the, the taqueria next to Tortilla Joe's. We have Whitewater snacks, Whitewater <laughs> snacks. Yeah, because I mean I don't understand what his question is, but yeah, if we want to just stay there. But then... if we're gonna leave, okay, because we have three right now, we're gonna go to Angelo's and Fuddruckers. I was gonna say Theo's. Those two. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, those are the places we would go to eat outside of Disneyland. Uh, back in the day, in the nineties, for us, <laughs> it would have been. Two different places. It would have been Del Taco, although you still go to we still go to Del Taco. I don't know if you have in a while, but when I used to ride with you guys, we used to go to Del Taco quite often on the way to Disneyland. Yeah. But back in the day, in the nineties, it would have been Del Taco when Del Taco was across the street from where it is now. They're on Catella and Flaky Jakes. Well, that that Del Taco closed. What? The the Del Taco closed on Catella. The one that's there, the one that's not there, the one on the one by the freeway. By the freeway, yeah, it's gone. When, when did that happen? March something. Really? Yeah, oh. you haven't noticed? No, because uh, yeah, it's all closed off, and Flaky Jake's is all you know that area. Uh huh. It's gonna be a hotel. Oh, okay. Well, that explains why he doesn't go there anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's but uh, back in the day in the nineties, the Del Taco used to be across the street. When the entrance to the freeway used to be different, there used to be a little uh, island there that had uh, Del Taco and Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. And then, like he said, across the street uh, was Flaky Jake's, and we used to go there quite often yep. for ranch dressing. Yes. Now, Michael the Mail Guy's Tip of the Week. All right, time for Michael's Tip of the Week. Feeling under the weather? Got a Disney sore on your feet? Need a Band-Aid for any reason? Always know that... The first aid station is always there Fall for you. Fall off the curb? Fall off the curb? <laughs> always know that the first aid station is always there for you. Well-trained staff, and they do a great job taking care of you. One of the best services at the park and always kind. Take advantage if you're feeling under the weather or did some damage to your body, like falling off the curb. The first aid station is always there for you. Till then, this is Michael the Mail Guy saying bye. Yeah, I would definitely uh, suggest that if, you, if you're going to fall off a curb, make sure you do it right in front of the first aid station like I did once when I fell off the curb over there by the first aid station in DCA and skinned up my arm pretty bad. So, yeah. I actually went to the parks with the flu, and I was really, really sick. It got to the point where I couldn't walk anymore. I mean, you know, I was just really sick. I didn't want to walk around anymore. So I went to first aid and I slept for like two hours over there. Yeah, they gave me medicine, and I fell asleep, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Dirty. They woke me up and said, um, your brother's here to get you? <laughs> like, oh, okay. 
What was this? When I was in high school. Oh, okay. Or not in high school, but That's yeah, funny. after high school. <laughs> Your brother's here to get you. <laughs> That'd be the other way around. <laughs> All right, so thank you for your email, Michael. Thank you, Jeff and Gazelle, Nancy, for your little, little comments. Of course, Commander Cody and Dan the Man, thank you for your emails. If if anybody else has any, like, tips for Halloween, the Halloween party, if you have any tips uh, for Disney in general, or you guys do want to comment on any of our podcasts or whatever it may be, all you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. Yeah. Woohoo. Hey, guess what? Halloween time. Yeah, by the time you hear us again, Halloween time will have started. By the time you hear us next time, well, not when we record, but by the time you hear us next, the first Mickey's Halloween party will have happened. Yep. So, yeah, if you guys are going to the parties, hey, have fun. Make sure you uh, have listened to our tips if this is your first time. And enjoy yourself. It's going to be pretty cool. Indeed, and anybody who's going, we want to hear all about your trips, whether it's next week, the week after, or Halloween night. We want to hear all about your time at Mickey's Halloween Party. Make sure you email us, mousepire at gmail.com, subject line, Mickey's Halloween Party. And don't forget, as of today, Tuesday, there's only four dates open, so hurry up and get your tickets if you're planning on going. Which means most likely by next week, there will either be zero or two. I agree. It's going to go pretty quick. It's going to sell out before October hits, so hurry up and get your tickets if you're planning on going. Oh, undoubtedly, they'll be all gone by the time October hits. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they'll be all gone. Yeah, I mean, we're only in the middle of October. We're not even in the middle of October yet, so... I mean, September. Yeah, we're not even in the middle of September, much less in the middle of October. <laughs> so, yeah, hurry and get your tickets. Like I said, only four dates as of today, Tuesday, but they are going to be going quick. And like I said, if you snooze, you lose. Exactly. We've been saying it for the last two plus years that you guys don't like it on the Mickey's Halloween party tickets and don't try to ask how to get tickets other means because grandma's well, coming to town yeah grandma's coming to town well you should have just gotten should have thought about that beforehand you should have asked grandma if she wanted to go before <laughs> buying your tickets for friday the 13th which is obviously the first day that sold out oh my god all right so don't forget coming up this friday all the halloween season starts you're gonna have all the decorations ready to go over at dca and of course at disneyland park and we also are excited for Plaza de Familia. That's going to start on Friday. So I'm going to be all over there checking it out, seeing what's going on. He's going to be all over it. I'm going to be all over it. Yes, it'll be fun. So check that out. It's going to be pretty cool. And keep your eyes open on our social media for announcements of food because yes. you know perfectly well that the announcement for food will be announced probably tomorrow or Thursday before this podcast comes out. So most likely that will already have happened. It never fails. Exactly. So keep your eye out for that. And you can expect that next week, 
if that announcement comes, we will be talking all about the upcoming Halloween time food offerings. And hopefully we have tried some too. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget Dream Big Princess at AMC Theaters starting this Friday with Beauty and the Beast. So yeah, go check those out. Yes, make sure you check out your an AMC app or in the AMC and it's because it's only at select theaters and find out which ones near you have those movies. Something and don't like- forget, if you want to go see Thor Ragnarok or Fraggle Rock, as Diggs likes to put it, <laughs> make sure you guys get your tickets for that, especially if you want us to go to the special 6 p.m. AMC showing to get your coin and lanyard and free popcorn. Make sure you guys get that as soon as possible. Those showings are sure to sell out. So, of course, as we mentioned earlier, be sure to stay on top of our social medias for all the goings on, whether it involves Halloween food, whether it involves when we're there checking out Halloween, when we're there doing anything, check out the social media. We are Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on Instagram, and the Twitters. I am Dubax for Life. I have been saying that it was Dubax F-O-R Life. I was wrong. Apparently, uh-uh. I don't even know my damn. Are you serious? <laughs> Apparently, I don't even my own know my own damn uh, new Twitter handle. It is Dubacks the number four life, not F O R. The number four <laughs> life. So if you've been looking for me under F O R, well, that's why I wasn't there because it is Dubacks the number four life. You're stupid. Thanks, man. Well, at least I do know mine. Mine is at Blue thirteen thirteen. And you can also follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram at Buttons by Diggs, of course. So there you will see when your button order is going out. Oh, yeah. These are Instagrams, my Instagrams. Buttons by Diggs on Instagram and Blue1313. Buttons, not pins by Diggs. Exactly. Don't forget to head over to our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash mousepower helps support the podcast any amount will. Greatly be appreciated. Also, check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Mouse Power Podcast. Subscribe, check out the videos, like, and support our podcast on YouTube because now you can listen to them on our YouTube channel. I had a lot of people saying, can you put the podcast on YouTube? And I was like, that's more work for me. But you know what I did? I passed it along to someone else. So Tim, the tech, is posting all of our podcast on youtube so go over there and you can listen to the podcast there and until next time remember there are no stupid questions only cast members who have even less work to do so for bozo pennywise and crusty i'm anthony i'm Diggs. bye we're doomed i like crusty burgers This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepower.com. Reluctant. How do you say it? Reluctantly. Say it again. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Down in Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock. Reluct. Reluct, 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 reluct. I can say that, but I can't say reluctant.
<laughs> you just did. 